Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All righty, Chargers fans, welcome to Believe in Chargers. Chargers Saints wrapping up preseason week three with Lorenzo Neal. Listen, the Chargers are winless in preseason. Thankfully, wins are not what we're here to talk about. Lots of takeaways from today. Lo, how you doing, man? How was your day? I know we were both scrambling a little bit, but it's good to catch some Chargers football to, to wrap up the Friday evening, huh? Oh, no question, man. Friday night under the lights, you know, bring you back to high school days, baby. Friday night football, Charger night football, Friday night, you know, playing against the Saints. So fired up, man. Got to watch watch the game. A lot of improvement from last week. So good week. Ready to go, baby. Ready to go. Yeah, man. Lots, lots to discuss from today's game. We'll talk a little bit about Chase Daniel, talk a little bit about Easton Stick, talk about some takeaways. And I think, you know, you being a former professional as well, talking about week three of preseason, it's kind of like the the true last chance for some of those guys who are on the bubble, kind of their, you know, it's now or never kind of moment. So we, we have a lot to talk about. Immediately starting out the game, we saw the same starters versus the depth guys of the Chargers. Not really know why the same starters were out there, but absolutely torched. The, the, the Chargers depth pieces, but I, I think we're here to talk today about Josh Kelly. And I think last week, Lorenzo Neal, we were talking about how, you know, the second running back position was not solidified yet. Will it be Spiller? Will it be Kelly? Talk to me a little bit about what you saw from Josh Kelly tonight. Really a statement game, a statement game. Well, I'll tell you right now, he looked like it's Friday night. Maybe the games need to be on Friday instead of Sunday, because I'm telling you right now, he looked like he was in high school. When you watch this guy, how he hit the hole, the catches that he would make, he was catching passes, the screen Paul jumps up high, grabs it, still be able to bring it down, making the big third down play, the that that the, this draw play, leaping, hurling over guys, jumped about six feet. It was like amazing watching Kelly play. Today he separated itself. We talked about when are we going to see some separation? Who who is going to be that guy that's going to back up Eckler and give him, you know, a spill and not fall off? And tonight, I thought Kelly, this was the best performance. He was uh he was un believable tonight for the Chargers. Pretty, pretty simple. You know, six carries, 40 yards. The picture of the thumbnail, guys, he had an incredible, incredible hurdle, which yes. was unbelievable. Uh, you, you saw that hurdle, huh? <laughs> yes, that was, that was great because you think, okay, he's going to get tackled about probably five yards short of the sticks. I mean, he jumps over the guy and he lands four yards. Then he runs another three yards and, 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 and gets tackled. But that's what it takes. That's that second and third effort. You watched him on some other plays. You watch him drop his shoulders, make guys miss in the hole. We looked at, you know, when you looked at the third, watch Rentmo the third run the ball. The third just didn't have it. It kind of looked like a third tonight. I know, you know, you watch 34, the way he ran. Didn't make people miss as much. Kelly made guys miss in the hole. He was explosive. He was able to get to the sideline, use his speed, ran hard in between tackles. This was just a good performance, but but Coach Staley wanted to see this. Everyone, the Chargers organization, running back coach, I imagine, and just just for the aura of the team, you saw guys on the sideline high-fiving Kelly when he came to the sideline. They wanted to see that because it's, you want to see a guy play physical. You want to see a guy separate himself. And here's a guy that came back in 10 pounds lighter, put on the right weight, stop, eat, stop eating canes. I keep hearing that. Stop eating <laughs> canes, chicken. I don't know if I could have did that, Kelly. I don't know if I could have stopped eating my canes because that's pretty good. Oh, the Caniac combo, little Texas toast, yes. 75% lemonade, 25% Sprite. I, I, I get an extra piece of toast. I substitute it. I, I don't want that coleslaw low. 
Right, Bing, what you talking about? Born? How you know about that? Born? How you know heck, about that, baby? Hey, I may find myself there at two in the morning tonight. I only know what the hell's gonna happen again, guys. This is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Guys, what's the over/under line for uh, Born Again? Five and a half pieces of chicken tender. So I'm gonna slam the over. Go to BetOnline and check that out. How about that? They got every bet in the book. Hey. We got some live viewers in the live stream tonight. Sam McDermott says, thanks for your comment. Josh Kelly looks great tonight. I can see him start the season as running back too. Listen, Lorenzo Neal and I talked about this tonight, everybody. We all knew that Austin Eckler was going to be the guy for the Chargers here. The question really you know, became who is going to back him up? Who's going to be able to take 10 to 12 snaps a game? Who's going to be able to kind of alleviate some of his duties? And it's looking like Josh Kelly. Guys, go check out our last episode. Lorenzo, as a former player, talked about the importance. And when he was talking about Josh Palmer, the importance of being a north to south kind of runner, not a, a, a east to west kind of runner. I think that's something that's very, very important. And it's, it's, it's a mentality. The fact that Josh wanted to initiate contact tonight, that's what the coaching staff wanted to see. That's the exciting thing. So it's looking like right now, it's looking like low, you know, Josh Kelly's probably going to be tonight. He solidified that he's going to be the backup to Austin Eckler. Is that fair to say? I think it is. And I think he's got to play special teams too, because we've seen special teams guys running a lot harder play, you know, didn't really get to see a lot of returns tonight. Guys were kicking the ball deep in the end zone, but yeah, you, you see Kelly tonight was a night that you wanted to see. Did he look explosive? Did he have it? And yes, tonight he had it and he played, he was playing against the ones and the saints were playing their starters for, you know, a good part of that first quarter. So you saw Kelly hit the hole, be very explosive, um, make, make catches, make difficult catches. He just played like a ball player, played like a true number two. He act like he was, you know, today he wasn't, it looked like he was loose. It didn't seem like he was struggling. Didn't look like he was fighting. He just seems like he was playing at a very, very high level. And it showed up tonight really did. Absolutely. You make you make a great point. And, and, and this is something the Chargers needed to see. Now, we see some other comments again, guys. Thanks for rolling in into the Believe in Chargers postgame show. I'm born in Nazari alongside Lorenzo Neal breaking down this Chargers preseason. Somebody in the comments, Saul says, it's fine. The Lions went 4-0 and then went 0-16 yeah. that same year. So <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's, let's not worry. Let's not That's worry true. about wins and losses. In the preseason, we even have Joe Burrow coming out today making a statement saying the only two teams I'm worried about in the AFC are the Chargers and the Bills to, to stop us again. There's some powerful words from Joe Burrow. So I want to talk about JT Woods, Lorenzo Neal. This is a guy the Chargers take in the third round out of Baylor. You know, he's uh, uh, one of the fastest guys in the draft running a 4-3-40 speed, agility, excitement. But he's had one big issue, Lorenzo, and you saw it continuously again tonight. It's, it's tackling. Too many yeah. missed tackles. And this guy has all the intangibles in the world. He's a ball hawk. He's a speed guy. But talk to me why none of that matters if you can't tackle. Too many missed tackles again for JT Woods, Lorenzo. Yeah, JT Woods going to have to improve on that. And I think you see the secondary coach and stuff. They'll start getting guys in there and they'll, hey, look, we got to do more for him tackling drills. And, and tackling is an attitude, too. You got to keep your head up. You got to see what you're hitting. A lot of guys, you see a lot of guys that come in and all of a sudden they drop their head. Guys step out of the way. Now they just arm tackle and you take away your power. When your head drops, a lot of you lose your power. Your head up, you see what you're hitting. Now you can drop your hips and explode up and through guys when you're trying to tackle them. He's got to get better. He's got to get a lot better. But he's at the right time. He's at the right place. And that's the thing that you like. You like to see a guy around the ball. You like to see a guy that he can, you know, he's there. Now we just got to solidify that and get guys to the ground and make those tackles and clean that up. So we know that he's around the ball, know that he's there. Now he's just got to make the play got to finish you got to finish and guys welcome everybody again make sure you hit the like button go follow us check us out on apple podcast spotify it's gonna be a big year for chargers football and we're excited uh it's uh 
We got some rookies. I want to talk a little bit about kind of my just personal takeaways from the preseason. You know, I thought JT Woods had somewhat of an underwhelming preseason for the Chargers. Listen, he's more of a project. You take a look at someone like Zion Johnson, I give him an A. Uh, This looks like a guy who the Chargers are really, really happy that they took. A lot of people were saying that may have been a little bit of a reach, but the Chargers knew who they wanted. They got him regardless of what other teams thought. We see a lot of mock drafts online. But the Chargers internally have their own big board, and they don't really care about what the outside noise says. They turned a lot of heads. They took Zion Johnson, the product out of Boston College, and it's looking like the Chargers are looking like they're going to hit a home run with Zion, who just looked really good in camp, only allowed, you know, Lorenzo, you remember we were talking about after preseason week one where Zion made that one mistake where he lunged and and he got beat. That was was about it. That was about it. So he had a really, really good camp. Talk about the importance of Zion just from a mentality standpoint, him knowing that, listen – I'm here and I'm here to stay and I'm going to be one of the best rookie linemen in football. Why is that important for him to develop that mentality? Lo, I can't wait for the season to start, man. Hey, I cannot hey, wait. Born, I love when you're fired up, brother. When you get me, you get me going. I'm trying to hold it. I'm trying to stay relaxed because, you know, we got to still one more week, a couple of weeks before the game actually, you know, gets, gets, starts, gets teed off, teed up. But um, when you look at Zion, you look at this big fellow, 77, you watch his footwork and you see, okay, what does he have? It's about alignment, it's about alignment, assignment, and technique. And when you watch this big fella, he's got great hands. He's strong, he's big, and he's physical. And the Chargers knew what they were doing. They want to build in the middle. You went out last year, two years ago, you went out and got a center. You went and got to, mm-hmm. you know, thought about, hey, I got to go get a center. So you said, I'm going to go to a place, Aaron Rodgers, and take their great center. You already have a great tackle. Now you have a pretty good young guard. So you're building from the center. you got your quarterback. you got your center. You have your linebacker. And that's how teams baseball, think about baseball. It's you make sure you have your catcher, you got a good pitcher, and you got to build from the middle out. And yeah. in, in, in football, it's sort of you want to make sure you got your center, you got a quarterback. You want to make sure that you're strong in the middle because your quarterback and the quarterback and the center, that's the first, you know, that's quarterback exchange. Those two guys touch the ball every single play. So you got that kind of secured. Now you look at the guard position and bring it in Zion to solidify that part. That's a huge piece for this offense. And yes, still need to make sure who's going to be that tackle, understand that. But I think Zion's going to be great. I think when you look at this Charger team, they went out and said, we have to compete and we have to compete now. And it's going to take running the ball, but it's also going to take protecting our quarterback. And our quarterback now, when he's, if you're solid in the center and you're solid at that guard, if the quarterback wants to slide up into the up and to the left or up and to the right because Zion's on that right and he can slide up because the center's solid and now slide to the right because your guards, he can step up in the pocket because you know in this league there's a lot of outside pass rushers. Look no further than the Chargers, too. They got two dynamic outside pass rushers. That's why quarterback's going to try to climb up in the pocket because when you got Bosa and Khalil Mack, those guys are going to be a force from the outside. So it's going to be imperative that teams say we have to protect and be strong in the middle for a quarterback to climb up. And that's what the Chargers wanted to do. They said we got to also be strong in the middle for a quarterback can step up in the pocket. Preach. And, and listen, at the end of the day, I don't think if things go poorly for the Chargers, and I really certainly hope, and I don't think they will, but I think <clears throat> I'm not worried about this offense, barring you know significant injury, which we don't want to happen. And Lil Moose, who's in the chat, says it perfectly. At the end of the day, it comes down to the defense stepping up and staying healthy. Herbert and the offense are going to be solid. They were one of the best offenses last year. Much to the scrutiny of some fans saying Joe Lombardi never threw the ball deep, but you know he produced one of the team's best offenses in the National Football League. It's really going to come down to the defense. But you make a great point about Zion Johnson. Now, again, not only Zion Johnson's been good for you know himself, but you're talking about the impact on a team. 
That's why it's just night and day for someone like Josh Kelly in terms of how decisive he is being after handoffs and receptions. Again, north and south, not east to west, west, north and south. And his athleticism takes over from there. Talk about your guy again, Tom Telesco, Lorenzo, even came onto the telecast a little bit, talking about Michael Bandy saying how good of a camp he is. Bandy the dandy, another three catches, 30 <laughs> yards, only on five targets. This is somebody who's continuously forcing the Chargers' hand, and Tom Telesco keeps saying, he keeps saying, this guy's having a good camp. This guy's having a good camp. This was supposed to be a guy to fill in a little bit of a depth role for the Chargers, and now tough decisions come. No more preseason. It's time. So now the question becomes this. I see a lot of people on Chargers Twitter saying, why should the Chargers keep a third quarterback? Why should they keep Easton Stick? He's still having a lot of trouble with his ball placement, his decision-making, and a lot of people don't think that teams are going to swoop him up. You can just put him on the practice squad. Use that extra spot and go get yourself and keep a Michael Bandy. So, you know, what are some of the tough decisions Tom Telesco needs to make coming up, Lorenzo? It's exactly what you said. When you think about Bambi, I mean, here's a guy, like tonight you saw him. Uh, Borner and where they have him had him punt return kickoff return you wanted if they tried to get the ball in his hands trying to see can this guy play other places on this team and we talked about that last week heading this game we're going to say we talked about can they use Bambi in other positions can he play special teams can he play gunner can he do other things to make himself non-expendable on this team because you have to have guys to be able to play special teams for you as well and it's just tough, man. It's really, really tough for this Charger team because I like the kid. I spoke to the guy. I spoke to Bambi. I told him, hey, I love what you're doing. Great great route runner. Good in the slot. Can get in and out of breaks. He understands the importance of football. But it's going to be tough. And like you said, it's going to be tough because you got a lot of other players that you got to look at. Your offensive line's not solid. So you're going to keep two extra and you're going to keep three because you just don't know your offensive line. Now you got your corner, your starting corner. You went out and spent a lot of money capital on for the first couple of weeks. He might not be there. So if he's not there, okay, so now a corner, now you got to keep a corner that you weren't going to keep. So you, you, it's going to be really, really tough. And if you let him go, he's going to land on his feet. The guy's going to go get a shot. He's going to go, a team's going to pick him up and give him an opportunity. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, I'm not saying the guy's a pro bowler, but this kid can play and he can make plays for you. But it's going to be tough for him to make this charger team. It's going to be very tough for him to make this Charger team. So, listen, decisions, decisions, decisions for Tom Telesco. It's going to be absolutely exciting. Listen, I, I, I think at the end of the day, Daniel Popper, even of The Athletic, just posted his final 53-man roster predictions. I, guys, I, I think they're going to go with the three quarterbacks. I really do. And I think they're going to go with four running backs. I think they're going to keep Roundtree on the roster. Roundtree is kind of a bubble guy. I want to talk about somebody, though, tonight who got hurt at the end of the game which was a little bit concerning, but Braden Fajoko, number 96, this guy who was kind of coming into the team as a bubble was really, really, really good tonight. Braden Fajoko, I thought he was going to be battling Jerry Tillery for the sixth spot heading into camp, but it really it became clear early on that he was really challenging Christian Covington. Braden Fajoko, guys. So many pressures tonight for the Chargers, wreaking havoc in the run game. And, and, and he just destroyed a guard in that third quarter with the swim move. I know it's third stringers, but Brayden Fajoko is not going to be a starter on this football team. You want to see third stringers dominate third stringers when you're making these close decisions. Number 96, guys, keep your eye out on Brayden Fajoko, especially if a few guys get hurt on this Chargers defensive line. I trust him more over Jerry Tillery right now, even maybe over the rookie at UCLA, Otito. Um, no, you know, outside of Joseph, go ahead, Lowe. 
No, no, I was just saying, I just said no question. I echo that. When you think about Tito from when you think about from UCLA, the guy you brought in, yes, he's a rookie, but you're you're right. He's better. Right now, I trust him more. So it's gonna be tough. That's a, and you can't you know someone to scoop him up because he's big, he's physical, he can play the run. He was a like you said, he was a force. He did a lot of great things tonight. And you do. This guy, you have to trust him. So it, it, I, I, man, it, they got some very, very tough decisions. Lo, was there ever a situation when you were in, in, in the pros where there was a player who was clearly better than another player, but the general manager kept the inferior player because it was one of his draft picks? Was there oh, ever a situation yes. like that? Because, oh, because I, I want absolutely. you to tell a story about that just out of curiosity. Maybe you can't say names, but but just out of curiosity because, for example, Tom Telesco, he ain't going to cut Larry Roundtree or he ain't never going to cut Jerry Tillery, even though Jerry Tillery's proven that, you know, with all due respect, he hasn't gotten it done. And there's a lot of backups who have been better than him. But Telesco took him in the first round four years ago, refuses to cut ties with him. Does that happen a lot? Because I think that's been very frustrating for Charger fans. Well, I think that when you look at Telesco saying, OK, this is it's a this is before his fourth year. Sometimes the first first round guy, you've got to just let it play out because you can't eat that cap. So you're going to say, OK, I'm just going to suck it up because we drafted this guy in the first round. So, OK, if I can get three to four, maybe four years at him, won't pick up that fifth year option. And you then you say it's it's gone. So because especially sometimes that happens. But when you look at this team, you're saying, what are they going to do? It's tough on GMs. I've been on teams, yes, where where you had guys that were that were better than the starter guy or the guy who was better than the returner at the, at the time because of injury or made a bit. And the lesser guy, the, the guy got cut and he went on to have a great career. It's Wes Walker. And it just, it, it just happens, man. And sometimes it's a numbers game. Sometimes it's just, hey, look, I got probably older in my career. And, you know, and you're like, man, and a team said, you know, they don't want to bring you in or this because you're a veteran. They don't want to. It's certain guys and certain veteran guys. Sometimes teams just say, look, I'm going to stay with this guy. We know what you're getting. You know, he's going to be dependable. You know, he's going to be there and he can help make plays. So sometimes those kind of guys hang on. But then the guys that are just not there and you watch it, sometimes it's tough, bro. It's tough because sometimes the best guy don't make the team. Yeah, it 100%. And again, this goes back to really hoping that Brain Fajoko does make the team, right? I think his body of work and, and training camp, he's had two really solid showings in the preseason. I'm talking about tonight as well. Should be enough to earn him a roster spot. And listen, the Chargers' biggest kryptonite last year was the run game. Uh, they they showed consistently that they couldn't stop running backs, whether that be good ones in Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook or whether that be ones that people don't think are too sought after in Rex Burkhead. It didn't matter the name. It didn't matter the appearance. They got gashed. So it's important that the Chargers are able to find some stability in that area so they don't have to have those issues once again. Now, going to special teams tonight a little bit, you know, we shouldn't touch too much time on it, but Lo and I talk about all the time on this channel how important it is. Dustin Hopkins hit a 56-yard field goal, which was fantastic to see. He missed another 51-yard field goal, so he goes one for two, um, kicking the ball. He crushed a 56-yard field goal. I thought it could go 66 yards. Special teams low. Not not a ton to talk about, but man, I just hope it's something this year where we don't really need to think twice about it. Something where, you know, we'll take the occasional missed field goal, but, you know, I just want it to be something that is stable. Talk about why that's so important again. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, Barney. It's, it, you just want your special teams to be consistent. They don't have to be great. Don't give up the big play. Play consistent. Play field position because your offense and defense should be good enough. And like you talked about last year, when you're talking about last year, last year's team, you alluded to, it wasn't good enough in the trenches. 
And that's what Telesco's tried to do. This what look at Tom Telesco, you look at Staley, what they tried to do. They said, we're going to build in the trenches. They understand they weren't better enough, good enough in the run last, last year. You had a great pass rusher, but you have to be better in that three technique. And the, from guard to from guard to center, you got to get better from that tackle inside, interior. You have to get continue to get better. And that's still, to me, it's a concern. This defense has gotten better. Khalil Mack, the guys you brought on this team, it has gotten better. But you still got to show me that you can stop the run and stop it with consistency because it doesn't mean anything if you have those great pass rushers if you can't stop the run. So running defense is going to be paramount that they get better and continue to get better. But special teams, I'm telling you, this team can win and lose games in special teams. Special teams can be the come down to this team being the number one team in the AFC or being a wild card team. That's how that's how that's how crucial special teams can be. We saw it last year, several games, two, three games, this team lost because of special teams. If you play solid special teams, this team's going to be hell. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And again, guys, recapping tonight's loss, I am so happy the preseason's over. Uh, With all due respect to the preseason, we're here for Sunday football. And we're here for the bright lights. And we're here for wins and losses that actually matter. And I think it's important from an evaluation standpoint, from a football operations standpoint, to take your time and take your due diligence. But as us fans and media members, oh, baby, we cannot wait for some (laughs) Sunday night football and Chargers football. Again, recapping tonight, both the Chargers and Saints entered Friday's game with an 0-2 record. Players were still playing their hearts out. Again, unfortunately for the Chargers reserve players, they had to face several drives against the Saints starters on both sides of the ball. And that was a quite overwhelming start. You know, the Chargers did not look good, and they lost 27-10 to tonight. Jameis Winston, he led the first-team offense against the Chargers third stringers, which unsurprisingly, again, led to a pair of touchdowns. The score held for the most part. And then Easton Stick and the Chargers offense failed to add anything to the scoreboard while the Saints managed an Ian Book to Kirk Merritt touchdown receptions. Again, It's going to be very interesting because Chargers fans, I don't think this is going to be talked about enough. I don't think the Chargers need to keep more than two quarterbacks on this roster because I think there's a lot more depth than years past when it comes to what? When it comes to other positions of need. I think you can keep an an additional interior defensive lineman. I think you can keep an additional wide receiver, a.k.a. Bandy the Dandy, rather than keeping three quarterbacks because I don't think Easton Stick's proven that he has the requisite ball placement to you know be on a 53-man roster. And I also do think that he can clear waivers, and if the team really wants to retain his services, they could keep him on the practice squad. We take a look at Chase Daniel tonight, chat. 10 of 11, 113 yards, cool, calm, steady. We all know about Chase Daniel's presence in the locker room, but low talk about if Chase Daniel can bring you some oomph on the field. God forbid Herbert ever goes down, but talk about why teams shouldn't overlook finding a big time backup quarterback in the case that happens. Yeah, no one out doubt. Chase Daniels can win with this Chargers team. I'm not saying they win the Super Bowl, but you can win with Chase because he's smart, he's calm, cool, and collective, like you said, and he understands football. You know, and so, but if, 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 you know, if you had your quarterback Herbert get hurt for a week or two, he could come in and he could play. I'm not saying he's, we know that he's not Herbert by no stretch of imagination, but he's solid. He's a solid veteran quarterback that demands leadership, that demands that guys follow him. And you watch him in the huddle, you watch his presence, getting guys lined up. He's a veteran. He's a pro pro. Without a doubt, he's making this team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Sticks because Sticks does have some athletic ability. Some of the court, some of the receivers dropped some balls, but he did. He looked kind of 
a little impatient in the in the pocket tonight. You saw him a little, you know, a little little inconsistent, and that happens for a young quarterback. But it's going to be interesting to see: are they going to cut him and let him go through waivers and see if they can put him back on, you know, on the on the practice squad? Because it is a it is going to be a tough tough decision for this Charger staff this week. Runs O'Neal, let's wrap it up talking about J.C. Jackson again, everybody. Believe in Chargers brought to you by BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all betting needs. J.C. Jackson, a few things. We're going to talk about the Raiders side of it. Darren Waller may not be ready for week one, which is huge. But J.C. Jackson potentially won't be ready for week one as well and honestly likely won't be ready for week one as he had a slight ankle procedure and apparently it was from a condition from birth and they wanted to do some maintenance in there. The Chargers reported two to four weeks from the time of the surgery. Listen, uh, you were telling me that sounds a little bit optimistic, not having JC Jackson on in week one. And remember low week two is a very quick turnaround short week, Thursday night in Kansas city. So there's a chance you may not have him until the third week of the season. Losing JC Jackson would be a huge blow. Who's going to be on Devonte Adams week one. Oh no, that's huge. <laughs> Talk about, exactly. talk about that loss. That's huge because now you had a guy that can go lock down and play man-to-man with Devontae Adams and just say, look, we don't got to roll coverage. We can just let these two boy dogs go at it. That's a yeah. huge blow because now you got to roll the safety and say, let's cheat over because, you know, Devontae Adams is a hell of a route runner. This guy's a premier receiver. So I was really looking forward. I was going to get my popcorn, you and I, and we were looking <laughs> forward to that matchup. That is, if you talk about matchups of the week, that would probably be, if you're talking about DB receiver, that would be probably one of the premier matchups for the NFL to want to keep their eyes on because you got two veteran guys that were going to be battling, battling it out. So that was going to be great to see the technique on technique and skill on skill. So now with that being said, you're going to have to roll some coverage, play some single high safety. You have to pull, go ahead and roll the corner over, roll your safety over. You're going to have to play some more zone and zone and bracket DeMonte Adam. You are going to have to do certain things. And then, by the way, their tight end last I looked was pretty good, and that's Waller. So what are you going to do with Waller? Because now they have a big tight end. He's physical. He can run fast. He's, he's you know, a stud. He's, he's, he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. He's Great too story. fast. Too fast, too fast for linebackers, and probably too strong for corners. So you're gonna have to put your safety on him. He's got to jam him up, and he can run. So this is gonna be the Raiders, and like I told you, Raiders to me, they're gonna be number one, number two in that in that conference. I got the Chargers one, and I'm not backing down. I still think the Raiders are the second best team in division, brother. I really do, but I well, still well, think the Chargers can can it can handle them even without Jackson. Lorenzo Neal's hot take of the 2022 <laughs> season. You're the, you're on an island on that one, Lo. You're on an island. Am I you, you? You think a lot of people don't have faith in the, a lot of people don't like this Raider team. You look at the Raiders last year; they go to the playoffs, they beat the they beat the charge, they beat us. You look at how they played Kansas City in the playoffs, a game that could have been won. You look at the playoff game and think about how they played. They played them better than Tennessee. That was a hell of a game that the Raiders played. The Raiders are a good team, and now to me, the Raiders are going to be better because they're going to be more disciplined least amount of mistakes, and they went out and got some players. They went out and got one of the better receivers in the league. I just don't understand how you just think this team is going to be ferocious. So so here, so here's my thoughts. I don't think they're going to be ferocious, but – and I love it. We can challenge each other and go back and great. forth this on this. This is great. This is great. Here, here's what I honestly think. I, I thought the Raiders got very lucky last year. They, they saw a lot of backup quarterbacks, whether it was because of COVID or injuries. They didn't have to go face Baker Mayfield, who was here in Cleveland. They didn't have to face the Colts starting quarterback. So that was, that, that was a few things. Um next the Raiders still have an atrocious offensive line and they have an atrocious secondary the Chargers some of their biggest strengths are edge rushers and wide receivers they need to take advantage of that 
The Raiders have one of the worst offensive lines in football. We have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. Derek Carr should not have a second in the pocket with how big this mismatch is going to be, number one. Number two, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen should be having a field day. They should be dancing. They should be doing the ramba, the chaka on that Raiders secondary. It shouldn't be close. Now, I will give the Raiders credit. They do have some solid pass rush with Max Crosby, and they do have some good linebacking depth. And listen, Josh Jacobs and Derek Carr, and they have great, great weapons, but low. There is not one team in the AFC where I don't expect the Chargers to beat every single week, except maybe the Buffalo Bills. I'm no, no, no more mediocre expectations. We should gash the Raiders, Lorenzo. <laughs> I, I, I want, I want thirty-five to fourteen, Low. I, 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 I want it to be a laugher. I, I love it. I love your, I love your personality. I love where you're at. I love the mental part of it. And, and I tell you, you remind me of Howard Cassell when you're on the road, baby, Barnum. When you're on the road, baby, you had a little how. It should be a smasher. It Woo! just I get it. You, you, were, you were working it. No, I just think you got to look at man, football any given Sunday. You think you think about these two teams and the Raiders and Chargers. They always have bad blood. I remember even when I played there, and it's always it's always that competition. You just and and, it's, and Cleo Mack's going to want to get revenge. You know that's going to be great trying to go against Carr. Those two played together, but I just think that both these two teams it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good football game because you got two teams that are going to be physical. You have two quarterbacks that. Carr understand the, what everyone's saying about this young guy. Carr wants to show that he belongs. He's still one. He's one of the second tier quarterbacks. So everyone says, okay, now. This, so he's going to want to up, up, up case. He is a competitor. So I just, I like the game. I like the matchup, but I still like the rate. I still love the Chargers to win the game. Absolutely. And, and again, SoCal Slime says the biggest matchup, in his opinion, is our D tackles versus their interior offensive line. The Chargers just went out there. They improved it. They upgraded it. They got Sebastian Joseph Day. They got Austin Johnson. And you got guys like on the Raiders, like Alex Leatherwood, who could have been a third-round pick. For some reason, they took in the first round, and they're either going to cut or trade him. I just think with the Raiders, there's been a lot of front office, yeah. a lot of question marks. Yeah. You know, why, are you taking, why are you taking Farrell fourth overall when you can get right. him in the second round? Right. right? So there was, there was a lot of, you know, picks. Agreed. Like, Agreed. Like, are, are you, are you, do you know you're picking at four, right? Like, there's a lot of those where it's like, but listen – at the end of the day, the Raiders have a good team, and they've vastly improved. As Lorenzo Neal says, this division, a lot of reporters, Lorenzo, are saying, is the best and strongest division in the history of the National Football League. I'm serious. A lot of people are saying that. It stacks up. What were When, when you were playing for the Chargers, talk about that 06-07 team. What, what was the best division of football that, that year? Was the a AFC West was up there, right? Um, yes. Us, Kansas City, Denver. It was yeah. it was definitely it was a three man race. It was yeah. three teams that made to the playoffs. You got to realize that the weapons that they had, of course, the, Tony Gonzalez, singing out the, the Raiders, who they were. I mean, uh, the Kansas City, who they were, were great. Willie Rofe, all Hall of Fame. Will Shield, two uh, two Hall of Fame offensive linemen. I mean, Denver was really good. Al Wilson, they had a great. You know, they had a great corner. You think about the corner that they had there. I mean, it was some great match matchups. So this year. It's back. The AFC West is definitely back in its top and it's stacked top to bottom. And I still like you. I'm with you. I think the Chargers are the team to beat. And, uh, you know, and, you know, Mahomes, he's going to be Mahomes because I, I watched that preseason game the other day and he still can make some crazy throws, brother. Some crazy throws. Look, look, look what Fern's saying. Low is so good, man, on the mic. We got BZZ coming up with the $10 donation says I love y'all's content and Low's insight. 
You guys are a great team. Keep it up, guys. Thank you so much for all the support. Low, this is we got a live stream. There's gonna be more interaction with yes. the viewers this year. And, and and we got a we got a, a lot of people in here, and it's just the preseason. Just wait, everybody. Just wait till it's Thursday night in Kansas City, low and born on the mic. It's gonna be an absolute barn burner. BGC, you're you're the man, man. I appreciate it. Low, it's uh love doing this with you, my man. Oh man, you're the best. I enjoy it. I enjoy your insight. I love just being able to go back and forth. The banner that we had back and forth. I'm jabbing you. I'm jabbing you. Yeah, I love it. I love. Hey, sometimes you catch me with a right hook, and I try to slip it, and you catch me right on a button. I take my standing eight count, but I get back up, baby. They know four one's gonna get back up. I love you guys in the chat. You guys ever got some questions for us? Send them. Me and Borner, we're ready, baby. We're ready. Uh, we're fired uh, up. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with a few questions. Pancaking says, "Hog, what's your final score prediction for Week One?" I got 35 to 24 chargers. I think the offense explodes. I think we see some vulnerabilities with the defense, but more so, I just think the Raiders have a, a great offense. And listen, with JC Jackson not playing, it's going to make things a lot more interesting. The line on betonline.ag, make sure you guys go check it out, is minus four and a half for the chargers. It may be moving to minus two and a half if JC's ruled out. Devontae Adams looking to have a field day with his former college quarterback, Derek Carlo. What do you got? And it's okay if you think the Raiders are going to win. Everyone's just not going to like you anymore, though. Oh no, 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 I, no! I, I, <laughs> no, I got you. I, I think it's something like thirty. I think it's something like thirty-five, twenty-eight. I, I think they, I think they cover, but I think it's just going to be a high score. And I wouldn't. I would just take the over if, for people that are better. Take the over. This is going to be. I think it's over fifty easy. Over oh, fifty yeah. is probably coming out fifty-four and a half. Take the over. Anything over fifty-five. I, I would take it the over. Anything over fifty-four up. I mean, they're going to they're going to score some points. Um, it's just going to be it's going to be a good game, but I do think the Chargers just too much offense. The Chargers has too much offense, and their defense is going to be vastly improved. And even if it turns into a you know a shooting a, a passing game, the the Chargers are better equipped to throw the ball. And the Chargers, if it comes down to a passing game, the Chargers are better equipped protecting their quarterback and the Raiders than the Raiders are. And I think you and I both agree on that. That's one thing we one thousand percent agree on that. The Raiders probably can't protect their quarterback if he has to sit in the pocket and throw the ball down the field. And the Chargers, they can protect uh, their quarterback. Man, it's gonna it's gonna be a exciting one. We'll wrap it up with a few more questions. Isaac says, "Who covers Devonte Adams, Callahan or Asante, or do we put Derwin?" I think Lorenzo hit it right on the head. He said. You know, I think what you would do is I think, no, you don't go Callahan or Asante because those are small slot guys. Those guys are going to go on Renfro or somebody else respectively. You're going to put Michael Davis on Devontae yep. Adams. He's more of a 6'2", 6'3", guy, man, press guy. Listen, he hasn't had his best year last year, but you're really looking forward for him to have a big-time bounce-back year this year. You're going to have him. But as Lorenzo says, what are you going to do? You're going to shade Derwin a little bit more so that way. Is that correct, Lowe? Yeah, you're going to put Davis, like you said. You're going to put a bigger guy in him. But you're also going to, like I said, you're not going to sit there and play man-to-man. -man. This thing about this, you know, to tell the, the, uh, the texter, think about this. If you had Jerry Rice, yeah. you don't yeah. necessarily line up and say, I'm going to go man-to-man -man with Jerry Rice. Because if all things being equal, players are going to make plays that's going to determine the outcome of the game. Coaches have to make a decision that's going – so if all things being equal, players make plays. We know you get the best player, he's going to make a play. Coach's job is to make a decision that's going to help determine the outcome of the game. That's where coaches have to say, look – I know their receivers better than our corner. If I know that, now I have to make a decision because that player is going to make plays. How do I make a play that's going to determine how it's going That's why I roll my coverage to him, look for him to do a lot of zone, drop him, look like he's playing man, and then he's going to drop, 
and play safety over the top. And then you have guys to take away the middle and kind of bracket coverage him, make him run through zones. One guy bangs him at the line, then turns him over to the guy over the top. So now he has to run through two guys to get open. So it really, really confuses receivers. And at times, when you know that they're double coverage like that, the quarterback doesn't even look that way. And that's what you're going to do. Guarantee it. Listen, I'm guaranteeing this, guys. I'm glad you guys are on this show. You will see double coverage where Carr won't even look his way. He's dead because Devontae is going to have to beat the one guy, and then there's a guy four yards down, and all of a sudden Carr has to come off. Right. That's the double coverage that is going to be where it, is, it frustrates quarterbacks when you have to play that type of coverage at times. Man, low X's and O's. Are you kidding me? It doesn't get better than that, everybody. It is, baby. Sunday afternoon. The next time we'll see you guys on a live show, it's going to be after week one, Chargers, Raiders. Oh, man. I feel like every game is going to be a barn burner low. I'm going to end it with the people with some words. You're going to end the people with some words, and we're going to get out of here. So, Chargers fans, here's what we're going to say. It's going to be a very tough couple weeks coming up for the team when it comes, when it comes to decision-making. But just know Tom Telesco and company is going to put this organization in good hands. And I know y'all have been waiting to see number 10 back on the field for almost 365 days now. Oh, baby, smell the roses two weeks from now. We're going to see him on the field. SoFi Stadium, powder blue everywhere. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Erwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. The band is back, baby. The band is back. It's going to be exciting. Let's get everyone to say let goes in the chat. I oh, mean, I cannot wait, and, 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 and I feel I feel this 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 franchise, this team, they're, they're, they're ready. They're ready. They're hungry. They're finally ready to take that next step. So, Lo, end this off with a bang, man. Get the people excited, baby. Hey, you got me fired up. It was one thing that I would always tell number 21, LaDainian Tomlins. I used to say, look, if you see the back of 2-1, it's too late. If he's even, he's leaving. And I tell him this. I used to say, LT, you want to be even and you want to leave? Then get on my hip and don't dip. I'm telling you, Chargers Woo! fans, to get on the Charger bandwagon and don't dip. Stay on the wagon because this team is going to take you a place this year that you want to go. Get on the wagon early and stay on them, baby. I love it, guys. Stay on that wagon, but you can't be on it until you actually get on it. So, everybody, <laughs> we will talk to you very soon. Have a safe, enjoyable Friday night for Lorenzo Neal and Borna Nazario, everybody. Take care. Peace. Bolta. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.